Walks like an animal, talks like an animal, must be an animal. Come here, the animal, talking animal, talking animal. Good morning. This is Talking Animals. I'm Duncan's Trust. My guest today is Mariana Tima, founder and chairwoman of the Party for the Animals, a political party in the Netherlands chiefly concerned with animal welfare and affecting change by legislation from within as members of parliament. Over the last dozen years, the Party for the Animals has become increasingly effective and influential, including spawning similar political parties in more than a dozen other countries, the U.S. among them. We'll find out about these aspects of the Party for the Animals and more when we hear from Mariana Tima in a few moments here on Talking Animals. Later in today's show, we'll hear an animal song of sorts from WMNF fave Joseph Arthur. Also, towards the end of the program, as the prize for Name That Animal Tune, we'll give away a pair of tickets to see Return to the Forbidden Planet at the Straz Center in Tampa, running through July 6th. Finally, a reminder that next Wednesday, June 18th, I will not be here, but in my stead will be Glenn Hatchell, who's the host of the Thursday Morning Show here on WMNF. He's also a real dog guy in all kinds of ways, including running dog playgroups at the Humane Society of Tampa Bay. And he'll devote much of next week's show to exploring the importance of play and dogs and other animals, including human animals. I can hardly wait to hear the show myself. Right now, let's hear an animal song. This is Lee Rocker with Running From the Hounds on Talking Animals. <laughs>
That was Lee Rocker with Running From The Hounds, a highly peppy animal tune to get things started this morning. Let's move now into our chat with Mariana about the party for the animals. In a conversation recorded recently, this is Mariana Tima on Talking Animals. Well, let's welcome to Talking Animals, uh, Mariana Tima. Thank you so much for joining us today on Talking Animals, Mariana. Well, thank you for having me. Sure. Now, I, uh, I suspect that, that most of our listeners will be largely unfamiliar with the party for, for the animals. Perhaps we could just start by asking you to outline a bit of your history as well as the history of the party. And, of course, those two histories intersect at a pivotal point. Well, um, I um, studied law, and I'm the founder and chair of both the Party for the Animals and the Parliamentary Group in the House of Representatives in the, the Netherlands. And I live in the Netherlands, and which has a population of 17 million people. And um, we are a large, um, uh, con- uh, we are a small country with a lot of uh, factory farming uh, industry and a lot of, um, well, meat and, and dairy consumption and production. And we also have a lot of animals used for animal ex- experiment uh, testing. So uh, I, I guess with, with that in mind and with your own sort of background and, and uh, training and belief, in mind, uh, these are the things that sort of led to to the launching of the Party for the Animals. Yeah, as long as I, I remember, I got a great love and admiration towards nature and animals, and I wanted to protect them. And I became a vegetarian when I was a student, um, and I saw all these animals suffering, which is often hidden from view. And I thought, well, you know, I want to be an animal advocate, animal advocate for these creatures. Well, one of the things that's, that's just uh, so, so fascinating and wonderful about the Party for for the animals is that in the states and so many places when it comes to things dealing with say factory farming or other important issues you often hear and the discussions often center around uh well there, we need legislation here or the legislation mm-hmm. that's in place is very uh, weak and sort of toothless and hard to enforce so the idea that that sort of from the inside out the party for the animals is saying hey let's let's kind of uh, turn the equation uh, on its side and and get in into legislating for the animals yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when you see, when you look at the traditional political parties, you see that animal rights, well, is a side dish just for the few traditional politicians who, according to their party's manifesto, were willing to are willing to defend it. But it's a major, it's a key issue for those politicians who believe that animal welfare is a high-priced nonsense. So that's why we started the Party for Animals. Uh, to encourage other politicians, uh, not only from within the political arena, but also when we weren't represented yet in the House of Representatives, uh, also from outside to to push other political parties a little bit more into animal-friendly way of of making policy. And uh, just by being a competitor to them instead of just a lobby group. Yeah, so you're you're effectively your colleagues, as opposed to people just coming and sort of presenting your case. You're you're sitting right next to them and saying, hey, let's let's talk about my issue now. Yeah, exactly. And and, and immediately when we... started the party for the animals, it immediately became evident that our strategy worked when we participated in the elections of 2003. Overnight, other parties adopted animal welfare as an issue in their election programs and communications, and many other parties jumped on the bandwagon as a result of our role as a pace rabbit in the marathon, because they realized that animal welfare was becoming an increasingly important issue for the electorate. And um, so, and when we were elected in the parliament in 
22nd of November 2006, you saw that uh, other political parties started with uh, bans, uh, for example, on enriched cages for laying hands, and uh, they wanted to have more budget for alternatives for animal experiments and a demand for transparency of the animal testing experiments. So uh, you saw that uh, what we promised to be like the pacer in the marathon, we actually became the, the, the party that pushed the other parties in, into a more and a more friendly way of policy making. Yeah, well, along those lines, one of the things that's, that's so interesting in this, uh, in this film that's uh, about the party for the animals mm-hmm. is as you sort of uh, discuss some of this, then you note that, that at a certain point votes would come up that, that, that you or one of your colleagues in the party would, would have advanced and uh, people would say, uh, no, let's, uh, let's, let's not do that. And then they would basically propose the same bill yeah. in, in their own right, right? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what, 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 what's going on here in, in our parliament. And, and we, we don't mind, really. Of course, everybody knows that, uh, that uh, it's because of the existence of the Party for the Animals, the other political parties are more animal-friendly now. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 we, it's, it's the result that counts, isn't it? Right. It doesn't matter who's taking credit for no. it, or even if uh, the, the the person sitting next to you <laughs> said no yeah, thanks exactly. to your bill and then uh, proposed an identical bill two seconds later. So uh, it's just it's just funny though because uh, again it just shows the uh, the influence and the impact that the, the you and the party are having. Yeah, we push other bigger political parties to start being more and more friendlier and. Um, for example, our two socialistic parties started an initiative to ban fur farms in our country in 2006 and got the majority of the votes. And since last January, there is a ban on fur farms now. So that's uh, that's many environmental and animal welfare organizations and lobbyists have to work hard to get their five minutes in their spotlight of in the spotlight of politics. And it's really really special that we have managed to get in the door that we will eventually be a permanent factor, even though we. We would rather not be needed there, of course. <laughs> right? Yeah, that'd be great when you're if your job is ever done, where that's not required. But again, as, as we said a moment ago, the idea that that you're able to accomplish this from the inside, as opposed to uh, again someone lobbying hard, but sometimes on deaf ears or just ineffectively, the, the the results are just so significantly different already. Yeah, but I suppose well, your listeners will say, well, you know, in your country, you've got a multi-party system. It's it's easier to get into parliament we only have two uh, two two uh, two parties maybe three but that's it but you know you can also start a political party for the animals just to get the discussion started in uh, while there the elections are there uh, to in order to get the existing political parties to 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 really explain themselves why they don't do they don't care for animals as as much as you want them to 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 care for and so even just to join the elections will already start the discussion about animal rights and animal welfare so that's why a lot of other countries in the world started the party for the animals and there are now 15 already in in, in the world and uh, in um, for example in France in Germany in Spain, in Portugal, in Turkey, even when where well, animal welfare is really at a low uh, uh, low level, but really there also are people there who really want to change the world into a more animal friendly place. So, uh, I think that's a very hopeful sign that people really care for other living beings beside their own. Uh, 
species. Yeah, well, and again, I, I think this is another measure of the influence of, of the party for, for the animals that, uh, as you say, the, these other countries have launched comparable parties. And, and in some cases, uh, you, you noted in Turkey, but I think Austria and some other places that yeah. you might be really surprised that they would uh, that they would embrace uh, such a thing. Now, to what extent, do when, when another country uh, is, is launching such a party, uh, to what extent do, do you or, or, or the Party for the Animals sort of help guide them or consult with them to, to sort of navigate through what you already obviously struggled uh, long and hard to accomplish? Well, we have created uh, an international website which provides a lot of useful information. That's the partyfortheanimals.nl. And each week I write a new weblog about my experiences in politics. And this world blog, as we call it, uh, is not only available in English, but also in uh, 10 other uh, languages. Mm-hmm. So that's how we... And there's also a toolkit, how to start a party for animals, how to use, for example, famous people uh, to plead for your cause. And, uh, well, it's. I think it's uh, really interesting for people who, really start, well, who are interested in starting a party for the animals. You had mentioned earlier that, that the people uh, listening to this might... might sort of wonder how how what you've done there would compare to to what could be done here one of those one of those parties that has been started in recent years is the humane party in the u.s mm-hmm. um, and and as, yeah. far as, as far as i know it has a i think a fairly low profile and impact thus far um given that i think it was launched in 2009 but but it appears that it that it really is expecting to now run uh, its first candidates i think for the senate and house of representatives uh, as soon as maybe still this year and and obviously hoping i think to uh Okay. to run its first presidential candidate in 2016. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, wow. you know, at least it has uh, it has uh, s- serious ambitions, and uh, we'll see uh, see how it goes. Yeah, but, and uh, I've heard in, in, in the United States, uh, it's also, well, you've got very large factory farms there, and I've even, I heard that it's even forbidden to make pictures of these farms. You get, uh, you're, you're, you're threatened to go to jail if you do that in certain states of the United States. Is this correct? Yes, unfortunately, it is correct, and the, these are so-called ag-gag laws, which prevent uh, in in those states just a handful of states at the moment, but uh, but others have, have been trying to push it through as well, mm-hmm. uh, where, yeah, if you uh, get on the, the property of, of, of a factory farm and, and take videos or even photographs uh, in those states, that, yeah, you would be accused of breaking, uh, you know, a, a law. And yeah. um, that's exactly why uh, uh, Party for the Animals kind of uh, duplicated uh, here. It would be uh, all the more uh, cr- critical to, to, to stop and, and even possible undo that kind of legislation. That's uh, mm-hmm. it's sort of a hair raising that there's that sort of a, a law in, in place in at least a few states thus far. So um, let me let folks know this is Talking Animals. My guest is uh, Mariana Tima, parliamentary leader of the Party for the Animals, a Dutch political party whose chief goals include advancing uh, legislation to improve animal welfare. This conversation was recorded recently with uh, Tima speaking from the Netherlands. Mariana, how would you sort of characterize the party's guiding uh, principle? I mean, one fundamental tenet seems to be obviously providing a, a, a voice for the voiceless, uh, an idea you commonly hear in association with animal activists or animal welfare organizations. But I mean, this this seems to run deeper than that. Oh, yes. Uh, ex- uh, sure. 
Uh, first, a lot of people thought we were just a single-issue party, but they discovered, uh, especially in our country, that a good party for the animals is also a good party for people. Uh, and this world dominated with crises like the food crisis, the economical crisis, the biodiversity crisis, the climate change. People become aware that we have lived as though we have three planets to use, to, to harvest from, and more and more we realize that we can't eat money and that we have to revalue the things that really matter, like clean air and water and compassion, not only for our own kind, but also for other living beings and sustainability. And our party has a new way of thinking, away from the man-centered way of thinking. And that takes a paradigm shift. And it has consequences, of course, of how much we consume and what we consume. And um, we have four principles. That's uh, compassion, sustainability, personal freedom, and personal responsibility. And with these four principles, we have a a very broad party manifesto, uh, a a program, which, of course, is also about uh, human health, uh, sustainability, uh, foreign affairs, but always founded on these uh, four principles and away from this man-centered way of thinking with only the short-term interest of mankind, especially from the Western world in mind. So that's really... Uh, quite a new way of thinking and more and more people in our country who who discover our party who didn't consider themselves as an animal person or animal friendly person but they they do understand that we really have to change our attitude towards towards everything around us because uh, we use our intelligence right at this moment just in our not for our benefit but it only causes a, a lot of crisis so I think we're at the right time now with a total new way of, of political thinking and that's inspi- that's inspiring a lot of people across the globe and I'm so proud being part of that for sure can you uh, Mariana can you trace a little bit of an arc from how people, whether in this case either members of parliament there or, or regular citizens there, reacted sort of to the initial announcements about the formation of the Party for Animals and, and the sort of tenets that you've just outlined, and then how that, how that gradually shifted and if there were some significant things that occurred that helped that shift uh, in, in the direction of embracing those tenets. Uh, when we first started, uh, when we started in, in 2002, really pe- people couldn't believe their ears and uh, when they, uh, well, got to know that there was a party for the animals they said well what's the next step a party for plants a party for bicycles mm-hmm. and they really mocked us and yeah. and uh, thought we would never manage to get into parliament or even uh, to be taken seriously uh, in any account so um, that was the first reaction a lot of emotions involved emotions of uh, well uh, ang- ang- uh, of angriness of, of mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you say it like that but ang- a lot of anger angry people, a lot of uh, people also with uh, who got hope with such a party and say, well, this is really something that I I, I dreamed of to uh, such a party, but then it shifted after a while because we well we managed to get into parliament. We started a lot of initiative uh, that people really were well. They understand why we did that. Um, there are a lot of people who are against factory farming, for example, in our country, and they also um, because we had a lot of um, famous people, opinion leaders, authors, uh, actresses. Uh, writers that started to to sympathize with the party for the animals even 
put their names on our candidate list in order to get uh, more votes. That really uh, started a, a new way of thinking about the Party for Animals. And of course, I think the majority of the Dutch, well, sympathize with our goals, but will not vote for the Party for the Animals. But there's a growing minority that is really, well, start to believe in our party and we are growing. Last week, we even got a seat for the European Parliament, and that's really hard to get a seat in the European Parliament. Oh. Uh, you need a lot of votes for that. And, uh, well, also the Dutch party for the, the 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 German party for the animals did gain a seat so it's it's really well it's it's an unstoppable movement and i really think that also people in your country who sometimes are depressed or think that nothing will change and there will be more more animals used for biotechnology or for genetic engineering and factory farms group popping out of the ground in in all of the country they must realize that although they there is a strong force where uh, where animals are being mistreated and, and and being abused. There's also a growing awareness in the world. It's really in a time of of change right at this at this moment. So uh, well, it should encourage people to stand up for their ideal ideals and their beliefs and be brave and uh, and uh, optimistic. Well, and also just in your own case, uh, from what you've described there, it sounds like it went from uh, ridicule and. and and anger, mm-hmm. as you describe it, to some at least initially cautious embracing of the party's work and the principles. And then, as we talked about earlier in this conversation, in some cases, some some of the members of parliament essentially co-opting some of the party's policies and bills, even if it was a bill that you had just maybe proposed five minutes before that got voted down, uh, and then it, and then someone else proposes basically the identical bill. So it just sounds like there's been a, a pretty significant shift both in the citizenry and, and in the, within the parliament itself. Yeah, and the great thing is, is that now that we're a party for animals uh, uh, being elected in, 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 different, in, in, in various parliaments in our country, we also have money coming from the state uh, to, to set up a scientific bureau who made the documentaries Meet the Truth and with EA and See the Truth with EA. And it's, uh, that's our documentaries where we deliver a message that uh, in 2007 wasn't heard before in politics. For example, before, if you were an environment-friendly politician, you drove a Toyota Prius. And nowadays it's becoming clear that being a vegetarian or vegan saves 50% more greenhouse gas and switching to a Prius. And so also because... The Party for the Animals approach world problems as a climate change from a different perspective also attracts new new people for our animal case to show people that it's not only better for animals uh, and, and for humans to stop using or eating them, but it's also better for the planet. So we have so many arguments that uh, plead for our cause that, that makes us very strong. For sure. Maybe uh, on a related note, uh, Mariana, maybe you, uh, I suspect many people listening may not have had an opportunity to see uh, Meet the Truth. Maybe you could just elaborate a little bit more on, on that film and sort of what, what it was uh, seeking to address or at least elaborate on maybe relative to uh, an inconvenient truth. Yeah, it's, it's uh, everybody 
who's well uh, no the, of course the movie of uh, of the documentary of of El Gore's uh, inconvenient truth and uh meet the truth of the party for animals was more or less like a, an addendum to that movie because animal, uh, El Gore uh, was talking about well using less water uh, and uh, and uh, switching into a Toyota Prius using less energy but he forgot the number one cause of glo- uh, climate change and that's factory farming the fact that we eat so much meat. And we uh, thought it was necessary to make that film. And in 2007, when we when we launched the documentary, uh, we used the, um, well, very important uh, reports from the Food and Agriculture Organization, uh, Livestock's Long, uh, uh, Long Shadow, uh, where it was stated that, well, livestock is causing so much climate uh, problems because of the uh, emissions of of methane and and other um, greenhouse gas gases. Yeah. And um, while putting that into a film, and and I went to the United States to talk with people who know a lot about this problem, uh, we managed to get a very well interesting. I ho- hope you think that too. But uh, to get an interesting documentary, it was the first Dutch climate film, so that was also a premiere for. for for the party for the animals, and it causes a lot of a lot of uh, publicity in our country. Our state secretary of agriculture, for example, the minister, he, uh, she said uh, it was one big lie, and she uh, she asked our university of agriculture uh, to check the film, and they calculated and calculated calculated for three months, and then after three months, uh, she she had to admit that the big the the film was based on on the truth, on, on fact. And since then, um, it's now uh, quite, quite normal to talk about meat alternatives in our parliament. And there's even an, a small but, well, uh, interesting budget of 6 million euros in order to stimulate uh, meat alternatives and fish alternatives. So I guess that, that put immediate uh, sort of, well, not immediate, but gradual rejection to the one big lie uh, accusation mm-hmm. and then went well uh, well beyond that. And so that, that politician saying, hey, this is one big lie, uh, just an even more broadly, based on your experience over the last decade or so with, with, the, with the Party for the Animals, to what extent do you feel politicians can be shamed or, or embarrassed into action on matters dealing with animal welfare? I don't know if I understand you. Well, not, in other words, like uh, sometimes it seems like the actions that uh, some of these politicians have, are, are taking are, are mm-hmm. uh, because they are uh, sort of you know, shamed or embarrassed into realizing a certain position or to examining their own long-held position as being maybe uh, uh, faulty in some of its thinking. And so then they take some steps to either support maybe a, a bill or even in some cases, I guess, uh, propose their own bill, whereas previously yeah. they might have been on, the, you know, squarely on the other side of, of, of a given issue. Well, yeah, then that's that's the, I think, the uniqueness of our party is that not, we're not only just a political party trying to get some bills been uh, trying to get some bills but we're also there to inspire individual politicians uh, in order to make that change to be, be to become animal more animal friendly and i remember a conversation with someone from the liberal party who is not that animal friendly and uh, he said to me you know since you are since, since you guys are there it it's been different i i've never i never knew the the uh the the correlation between 
meat eating, meat production, and the deforestation problem. I never knew that. Since, but since you came, I had to well uh, 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 listen to you. I had to uh, to read the papers that you mentioned in order to well to to get to to argue with you to to to, to get a debate with you. And well, you know, I, I realized that you really have a case that, that we have to change. And and when that conversation, after that conversation, I realized, wow, it's not only uh, talking about numbers of, of, of people that vote for you. It's also to inspire just one person that's really worth all the hard work. One, one, one at a time sometimes is, uh, is exactly the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, don't, and, and the thing is, we all know as animal people that it's so hard to get the, the people who pretend they are asleep to, to wake them because they don't want to wake uh, up and they don't want to know but it's so don't try to waste your don't waste your energy on these people just uh, use your energy for people who are in doubt who 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 want to know more and and just be a, f- a friendly person with humor and and certain lightness in order to change to change their light and uh, to change change their life and I think that uh, and it's like an oil like, like oil on, on on water that 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 that's becoming bigger and bigger you know what I mean sure. and you have well, more and more influence via people you know right well because because I think what ha- what has happened and what what you guys have seen happen over these years is by taking that exact approach is slowly the tide has turn for some and then the people that might have been most adamantly opposed to being awake as you describe it eventually sort of see what is happening and see some of the people that are have shifted their own philosophy a little bit and then mm-hmm. have to kind of re-examine their own and, and sometimes take steps in that direction yeah you do, you can stick to your ideas you don't have to become a, 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 a someone who well who, who who's not radical you can be radical but you but when, when you, it's just the way you how you said it and how you will how you can convince people yeah. but you you can still stick to your ideas yeah, and that's I think we have to do. Well, that's the thing because I remember I think in that in that film that that uh, that I saw about the party, I think it was you. Someone I think it was you saying I'm going into politics because the weak aren't represented, and it seems like that's like a fundamental philosophy. Like, hey, at the end of the day, this is about helping the animals, and and let's figure out the most effective way to speak on their behalf and hopefully legislate on their behalf. Yeah, yeah, and, and legislate and and of course educate people is is it's also so an instrument that uh, we should take into account but uh, well all these instruments we really have to 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 make use of uh, use of them and uh, yeah and and, and then with this this century will be the century of the animals I, I believe that Sure. This is Talking Animals. My guest is Mariana Tima, parliamentary leader of the Party for the Animals, a Dutch political party chiefly concerned with legislation involving animal welfare. This conversation was recorded recently. So, Mariana, what would you identify at this point as, the, as, as maybe the most significant inroads and, and victories that the party has achieved uh, at this at this time? Uh, well, there are small and, and big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, let me let me mention a small uh, a small victory. I, I love that. that that, that uh, we ask our prime, former prime minister about an official dinner where our former queen Beatrix served foie gras, that's liver from forced feed ducks and goose, to mm. her guests. And he, uh, he, the prime minister apologized and said this would be a one-time mistake and it will never happen again. 
and, uh, and the former state secretary of environment promised our party to serve vegetarian food during officials' dinners, except when officials ask otherwise. Mm-hmm. So we're very proud of these small but significant, I think, uh, uh, changes yeah. in attitudes of the of the government. But the biggest, I think, is um, the fact that we uh, got a ban. Well, in, the, in, in, in our country, we've got a lower house and the Senate, and, the, and together they are the Parliament of the of the of the uh, of, of, of the of Holland. With the lower house, and um, and uh, I started a bill to or to ban um, slaughter without stunning rituals, religious slaughter without stunning. And um, in the lower house, there are 150 seats, and we got a majority of 116 seats in favor of a ban for um, uh, slaughter without stunning. Unfortunately, in our Senate, uh, the ban, uh, uh, the bill didn't make it, but I think that was, it's, it's just a small setback, but we will continue and start in, with a new bill. Wow. Proposal. So, yeah, so that'll, that'll probably come back around. And just to, for people listening, I guess we should clarify that, that what that means, I guess, is that in a slaughterhouse, making sure that the animals are out and unconscious before they are then slaughtered for... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the, those. Those are you know, like you say the the small victories, like the the, the dinners. Uh, you have to sort of really uh, cheer those and know that that your bill uh, probably the next time through maybe will mm-hmm. advance pa- through through the Senate. Let, let me just ask you this because we, we've been talking about factory farming and 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 um, you know the the thing about the uh, the official dinners. It seems like most animal rights organizations that that seek changes that the party for the animals pursues, you know, tend to be adamant that its followers and supporters embrace a, a, a vegan lifestyle. And I gather that m- many members of the Party for the Animals are vegetarians or vegans, but I gather some do eat fish or meat. Can can you sort of discuss uh, discuss this? Well, you know, uh, everybody's welcome uh, in our party to become a member or to become active or to vote for us. Um, it's a matter of, 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 of intentions that mm. people really want to have an a world where animals can can uh, can live freely or and with in dignity and with respect and everybody has their own personal steps to, uh, to take uh, whether it's eating less meat only one time a week or uh, become a vegetarian or, or a vegan and i don't know anyone who really became a vegan in one step uh, everybody has their own level of of become more animal friendly and i encourage every everybody uh, to to use less less animals and to be inspired to 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 have an animal when uh, friendly life but um it's not like we're a very closed a very uh, a party with just vegans or vegetarians yeah. but our ideals are based on uh, using as less animals as possible and really try to achieve a society without the use of animals. Well, I mean, part of the reason I brought that up is because that very uh, sort of philosophy that you just explained, to me, has is sort of pervaded and, and in some ways accounted for the success over these uh, 10, 12 years of the party for, for the animals. It's, it's you know, it's slow victories. It's, uh, as you say, kind of advancing your cause, but doing so with humor in a way that's not going to alienate people so much as hopefully bring more and more people in at their own yeah. pace. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's why I thought it was sort of a notable uh, point to, to yeah. discuss, just because there's a lot of, as I said uh, at the beginning of the question, a lot of organizations that just are, are fairly adamant, maybe 
militant about people that, that are within their organization being exactly a certain way, which is understandable on a certain level, but I also really uh, feel that, that what you've explained about uh, the way that the Party for the Animals looks at it is, is in the long run obviously going to be more inclusive and maybe more effective over time. Well, we can be, we can, we can criticize each other, of course, during discussions in, uh, internal and, uh, and, and, and try to, that, that, well, that we always be, we're really aware of what we are doing, and, and, and criticism is is very good also within our within our movements. But when it comes to the media outside, and when it comes to the world outside, where well, it's there, we have to be one. Well, that's that's uh, maybe the perfect place. Let me just ask you quickly, just before we uh, uh, say uh, say goodbye, uh, what what sort of animals uh, share uh, share your home at the moment? Um, I don't have uh, many animals. I just have one. Uh, a cat coming from shelter. Ah, okay, that's, <laughs> that's great. Well, as long as there's one on hand to kind of keep you uh, keep you in line, as cats will often do. So, um, <laughs> well, this has been great. Uh, we've been speaking with uh, Mariana Tima from the Party for the Animals. So again, the website, which is just uh, packed with all kinds of information, just generally, but also for people who may want to. Um, uh, you know, find out more about how they could uh, get involved or, or even in other countries and elsewhere launch their own parties. It's partyfortheanimals.nl. So, Mariana, thank you so much for making the time to join us today on Talking Animals, and, and thanks for all your great work uh, for the animals. Well, thank you. Thank you for having this great program. I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. In just a few minutes, we'll hear that sort of animal song. From Joseph Arthur. Right now, let's step into the Talking Animals Comedy Corner. We're going to hear something from Todd Glass, a comedian I used to manage back in the day, and who just published a book that's earned high praise in the New York Times and elsewhere. It's called The Todd Glass Situation, a bunch of lies about my personal life, and a bunch of true stories about my 30-year career in stand-up comedy. This is Todd Glass with part of a piece called Biting a Puppy on today's Comedy Corner on Talking Animals. People are nice deep down. You can tell by the way they treat animals. Most people are nice. Well, most people, not everybody, but most people. Um, You ever see, like, no one walks by a puppy and is like, what's up? (laughs) No, you see a puppy. You ever see a puppy so cute? I don't know how to say this. You, like, it's so, you want to bite it. (laughs) I see the tables here tonight that know exactly what I mean. Because they look at each other like, I know what he means. You want to bite it, of course. And other people are like, what? Yeah, you want to bite its cute little face. You want to mush it and squeeze it and just... Why is that? Some people go, no, you just pet it. Yeah, no, you pet it doesn't work. Petting it, oh, there, no, you start petting it, and then you're like, hey, you're getting bit. Oh, so cute. My neighbor had a... Their dog had a litter of golden retriever puppies. Oh, my God. There were six week old sitting in the whopping box and one tried to scratch itself and it fell over. I'm like, that's it, I'm eating you. <laughs> You're too cute. It had the cute little pink tongue. You ever see a puppy when it has a pink tongue and it's sticking out, but its mouth is closed, but it doesn't know. It's like, I want to pull the tongue. But I wouldn't, because that's mean, but I something about it. I want to just want to pull it. There you go. You're so cute. I'm just pulling your tongue because I love you. That was Todd Glass with part of a piece called Biting a Puppy, taken from his album Thin Pig. Joseph Arthur was uh, already a pretty big fave here, at least uh, in pockets at WMNF, before he played 
the most recent tropical heat wave. And uh, so afterwards, uh, there was even a huger Joseph Arthur fan club going on. Uh, so when he was at uh, Heat Wave and performing, while doing his song, I Miss the Zoo, he actually painted a picture. And it turns out you can buy that painting and support WMNF in the process. Check WMNF.org for details. In various ways, I think it's fitting that we uh, hear Joseph Arthur now with I Miss the Zoo on Talking Animals. of addiction in the scene I miss wandering aimlessly in half-dead sewers with rats for eyes chewing on forgiveness and the will to apologize I miss the return of no return as I burn an avalanche as a white snow and yellow cocaine I miss talking to brick walls while following the grain and human dolls as I play drives myself like a dummy stuff with counterfeit money for Cairo and black honey I miss illusions begging to be chased Even as they disappear into me erased Till there is no one or nothing but the chase And a powdery ghost with no face or faith And the woman of my dreams Disappearing without grace I miss the zoo I miss the zoo I miss the zoo Evolving into a cloud of blue marijuana Blown from the lips of hookers and pimps As they shake each other down in the alleys for the damn but mighty No one but the weak around and the beautiful unsightly I miss numb Neanderthals marching in rows of living dead From my wisdom teeth to Spain and back again in my head I miss salvation and syringes and angels and mercy And blooms of smoke numbing rain which drinks when thirsty I miss glasses full of spirits without tongues Speak to me of Napoleon's wild nights I miss staying up for days and becoming a psychic pretzel flying kites Chewed on by Zulu heading with toads to Mars A mysterious prison and one without bars I miss those kind of bars I miss the zoo I miss the zoo I miss waking in the arms of strangers like puppies Just born in the pound to a dead mother with eyes sealed shut Looking for a tit to suck in other dangers When the night before laughter was our only pursuit even as knives carved up our backs And demons sat like Buddhas eating fruit Meditating on hate forever in our minds I miss exposing even my bones And the need to rewind Even my burning home Even my gutted inner child Even my dead grandfather Beneath the ground that's wild Even my criminal family Even my weed whacker thoughts Within a thin plastic string To cut the ears off others as I sing 
I miss Van Gogh's revenge I miss his nightly binge I miss spiders surrounding my bed And lifting me as if an effigy A dead king, a prophet of doom A Jesus for the apocalypse Wearing dirt like perfume Or a mother for Satan Or a ghost for all the children of abuse Take me into the fire, watch me burn like a goose As they sing in spite of voices There goes creation, there goes the moon There goes the butterfly wanting a cocoon I miss being a bloom and a goon Waking up too soon in the afternoon A doctor of regret Hanging on to guitar strings in tune And hanging by a belt Wrapped around some pipe to nowhere and felt My lips too wrapped around what appears to be stained glass As religious figures dress like rocks with class Burning the gas at the center of my brain The euphoria of dying and being born all at once While wearing a hat that beats dunce I miss the soup I miss the soup That's Joseph Arthur with I Miss the Zoo on Talking Animals. Again, a song he performed at Tropical Heatwave, but not only performed it, he painted a picture while performing it. And you can bid on that uh, painting and support WMNF in the process. Go to WMNF.org for details. I'm Duncan Strauss. I'll be offering tickets to see Return to the Forbidden Planet, the Strauss Center in Tampa, running through July 6th as the prize in today's Name That Animal Tune, which we'll do by email today, as opposed to uh, our normal approach of taking calls for it. We'll get to that in a moment here on Talk Animals. Right now, it's time for animal news and announcements. Meant to get to this last week, especially when we had kind of an all-feline version of uh, Talking Animals. We just ran short of time. The nose had broken about this just after the Talking Animals from two weeks ago. So we're just sort of getting caught up, by which I'm referring to the fact that Big Cat Rescuers rescued three starving and severely neglected tigers a week before last from a dilapidated pseudo-sanctuary in New York. Hall of the Wild was finally shut down by authorities when they seized close to 20 exotic animals. The three tigers that will now call Big Cat Rescue home, Keisha, Kimba, and Zeus, arrived late on Wednesday. Again, from two weeks ago, the Wednesday. So they uh, say, hey, we went out on a limb because these cats were literally starving to death. And one tiger, Sasha, had died before they arrived. So the cost of the transport uh, of those tigers and, and rescue, the whole project was approximately $7,000. A healthy tiger costs upwards uh, to Big Cat Rescue of $10,000 per year. If you'd like to help out in any way uh, with any of those costs, you can go to big, BigCatRescue.org and at least find out more and choose to do something beyond that. Good. And as we sort of addressed in, in detail with Janine Cullen last week from Tampa Cat Crusaders, it is uh, kitten season, big time, and so all kinds of organizations, including theirs, are offering great uh, sort of deeply discounted uh, adoption deals. Go to tampacatcrusaders.org to, to find out about 
theirs that Janine described. The Hillsborough County um, Pet Resource Center is doing a, a twin spin special through June 30th, so you can adopt any two cats or kittens for the price of one. Again, we can't tell you the price, but very reasonable, and it includes vaccinations, microchipping, spay neuter surgery, etc., and Hillsborough County Pet Registration license tags. That goes on at 440 North Falkenburg Road in Tampa, 813-744-5660, and the adoption hours are 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week. Similarly, as we mentioned a few times now, Friends of Strays, and promo to hopefully entice you to adopt as well in honor of the start of hurricane season. They're having a Cat 5 Hurricane deal. So they're discounting uh, their adoption fees for all cats and kittens with extra discounts on black cats and cats five years older as well. Five years old and older, I should say, as well. The shelter is located at 2911 47th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. You can call 727-522-6566 with any questions. And the website is friendsofstrays.com. And on a related note, Animal Coalition of Tampa has fought back from that horrible uh, arson that severely damaged their building and unfortunately on top of that claimed three cats. So they're back up and running and doing a spay-neuter, which is all ties into our cat theme and trying to have fewer litters of kittens next time around. So they are currently operating at 1719 West Lemon Street. Last time I knew their hours were 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and they may been even further extended. But you can walk in. There's no appointment necessary. And you can call 813-250-3900 for information or go to actampa.org. And lastly, looking ahead a little bit, Pasco County Animal Services is holding a family fun day June 21st from noon to 4 p.m. And there'll be a chance to meet and adopt all kinds of animals, game wheel and prizes. And again, deeply discounted uh, adoption specials for dogs and cats. Bounce house, lots of fun. They're located at 19640 Dog Patch Lane, Land Lakes, Florida. You can call 813-929-1212 and, uh, or go to pascocountyfl.net slash PAS. I think that's going to probably do it for uh, today's edition of Animal News. Mostly... Mostly doing announcements. We wanted to get caught up. We didn't really have a chance to do those properly last week. I'm Duncan Strauss. You are listening to Talking Animals, where the show website is talkinganimals.net. It's time to proceed to name that animal tune. This is a giveaway. You do not need to be a uh, WMNF member to win, though we strongly, fervently encourage you to become a WF member. What's wrong with you? Come on. Get on board. And there'll be a prize. A pair of tickets to see Return to the Forbidden Planet at the Strath Center in Tampa through July 6th. And we can pretty much accommodate uh, what day you'd like to go, sort of in the latter part of that run. To the first person who emails, in this case we're doing it by email, not phone, Duncan at WMNF.org. It's D-U-N-C-A-N for those uh, playing at home. At WMNF.org, Duncan at WMNF.org, and correctly identify this animal tune. It's named that animal tune. I'm talking animals. Listen to my bluebird laugh She can't tell you why Deep within her heart you see She knows all I cry Just right There she sits A lofty bird Strangers come I'm sure some of you can name that animal tune easily. The question is, are you the first to email Duncan at WMNF.org with the correct answer? 
We have just about reached the end of today's edition of Talking Animals on WMNF Tampa. I won't be back in this case next Wednesday, June 18th, but guest host Glenn Hatchell will deliver a show devoted to exploring the importance of play in dogs in particular, but in other critters as well, including human critters, as I understand it. Should be a terrific program, please. Meanwhile, visit our website, TalkingAnimals.net, where we make available all sorts of information as well as archives and podcasts of past Talking Animals programs. We also have a link to the Talking Animals Facebook page, our Twitter feed, and more. Please like us on Facebook, the show, and or me personally. Follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe to our email newsletter as well there to find out about our guests of a couple of days beforehand and any other news that might be emanating from the Talking Animals world. That's all found at TalkingAnimals.net. I'm Duncan Trussex. Very much for listening. Have a good week. Be kind to animals. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. We're closing out today's show with an instrumental animal tune from the late great fellow Cootie. This is Monkey Banana on WMNF, Tampa, Brandon, Clearwater, Largo, Wiki, Watchy, and beyond. Thanks for listening. Take care. <laughs>